Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Girl, why I forgot the song? Wait, damn it. Where did I just brought this song? It's not the B-A-Q-A. No, no, no. That's B-A-Q-A. Wait, what do I be saying? Hey, hey, Oh, yeah, yes, hey. Sorry, Marty. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. We're back. We're black. We're brown. We're extra brown today. Ambition. 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 We, we are so black today, we blue black, because we have somebody amazing in the stew today. But before we start, okay, curls, popping, Mandy. Mm-hmm. You know I love when you put okay, together Okay, ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy, did you like... dye your hair? Uh-uh. No. Oh. But do you not see what I'm sending? You, I sent I you a picture, but you I feel did. like I need to do the fixer-upper for the BA fam. <laughs> this is what it's going to look like. I'm going to look like I'm Miss Rachel's number two. <laughs> Because if you don't know Miss Rachel, then just forget that joke ever happened. But I and Brand and our guest Brandis, you'll also see. I just made over my son's playroom. I made over my office. I fired myself is what it felt like I was doing. The way that I packed up my boxes and shoved them to the side of everything I had, like in my little space, and I just devoted this to my four-year-old for his birthday. And honestly, it's kind of my aesthetic. Like I was like, I'm gonna wear pink, so I kind of fit in with the <laughs> the planets in the background. I'm not I mean, mad it is, at it. It is preschool teacher approved. It's so cute and colorful, Thank and you. I saw how we were was navigating. Everything is child friendly, so well done. I was so excited, yeah. <laughs> and my wild and crazy idea now they go on my Trello board. I don't have to do every single one that floats into my head, Good. but this was the big one that I really wanted to achieve. It's done now, and we can move on. It looks Thank great. You. Well, we have, well, we have, um, she's a mom as well. Hers is not as little as yours, but have a guest yeah. in the stew today. Her name yes. is Brandis Daniels. She has over 15 years of experience um, forging brand partnerships with Fortune 500 companies. Well, you might know Brandis best as the founder of HFR Harlem Fashion Row. If you are a brown person who loves fashion and you don't know Brandis, what, I mean, do you live under a rock? Is it a rock? <laughs> so Brandis is amazing then. So there is like before Harlem Fashion Row and after Harlem Fashion Row when it comes to um, Black designers getting um, their credit and, and having access. And Brandis um, started Harlem Fashion Row to showcase the fact that there are people who look like us that are amazing, exquisite talented designers that if only given a little spotlight could shine as well. And so she made it her business um, to do so. Um, so she not only has this, Brandis also is a, is a friend of mine. How long has it been Brandis? Oh my goodness, girl. I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> oh, you know what? I do know. 2018. Okay. okay. 2018 okay. is when we had our very first conversation that changed my life. Oh, 
So Brandis is also a friend of mine. And one of our favorite things to do is to walk and talk about business. And so like, yeah. you know, because you know, I have people in my life that like, you know, these are like friends that, you know, we might talk about, you know, they call me to ask me about like, you know, they have kids who are preschool age, you know, I have my sisters and then I have friends who are friends in general, but also own businesses. So you have these really interesting conversations about what's working, what's not working. But what I love about my conversations with Brandis is that they are holistic conversations. So they're not just, what's your return on investment? You know, it's, if mm. I do this project, will I have enough time for family and friends? Mm. You know, is the juice really worth the squeeze if I navigate in this way? How do I really want to show up? for the people that I work for. Um, and so Brandis is amazing at that. So she's really good at business, but also really good at showcasing um, black and brown designers. And she is the CEO of two companies, right? So it's Harlem Fashion Row and then um, Icon 360, which is a yep. uh, 50C3 um, nonprofit organization. And so, um, but one of the things that Brandis is really good at, aside from showcasing black and brown designers, she has a new book that um, that came out recently, um, Fashion in Color. If you are watching on IG, which we're not IG, but um, on uh, YouTube, um, YouTube, you should like look how beautiful this is. First of all, like this is that's stunning. This, not even just stunning. This is the box. You know, you know, a book is fancy when it comes to the box, right? Like, Ooh. Look, this is one of the box. Right. Look, it comes out of a box. And then what I love about it is that inside the book, um, she's got um, these amazing um, designers and she has them illustrated. Right. Beautifully. So. And then you get to see their work, you know, inside the book. And it's like reading your story, teacher Tiff. Right. I know. That's why I feel like I'm like, it's literally. Um, and this is volume one. Right. So it's in, it's in um, alphabetical order, Brandis. Right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. So, like, so look, D for Dapper Dan, right? If you don't know Dapper Dan, child, you ain't from the East Coast, right? <laughs> Dapper Dan is the one who used to take all the Gucci material and make all these things that were not, um, you know, like he made, he made Gucci fly. Okay. Let's just say that. Yeah, He's Gucci. amazing. Right. But there's designers that you might not have ever heard of. Um, so it's like a book Nicole of Benfield. designers. Yes. I'm wearing Nicole Benefield now. So this oh, is actually are. her. This is our collaboration that we just did with Abercrombie and Fitch. So Brandis really look, so I'll give you some examples. Wow, she okay. um when when LeBron James came out with sneakers for women, right? And he was like, I want a black woman designer, who do you think they reached out to? Brandis. And mm -hmm. so it was Kimberly, who made the, the sneakers, Brandis? Who was that? It was Kimberly Golson, Fee Noel, and Andra Duncan. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> and, when uh, people the sneakers sold out. Quick the sneakers sold out. Right. So when brands are like, hey, I want to do a thing, but I especially want to showcase um, black designers and brown designers. They come to she's the only game in town. They come to Brandis. Right. Mm -hmm. She'd be meeting with um, Anna Wintour. Mm -hmm. My friend is fancy, y'all. Like so one time Tracy was like, isn't it crazy that Brandis is like your friend? I'm like, I'm a big deal, too. Don't blame me. <laughs> also, she gets your hiring your sister as your publicist. Just don't she say. Just, honestly, just has an amazing track record. And Brandis is one of and Brandis um and Mandy, you will really appreciate this. She Brandy, is one Mandy. of the best um executors that I have ever met. Because Mandy is an amazing executor as well. You Thank give you. Mandy Not like, like two kind Yes, like, Mandy, you be like, um, not like you know. Game of Thrones execution, but like, <laughs> no, you be like, okay. Mandy, blue, green, dog. She's like, got it. Like, look what's behind her. She's like, <laughs> Mandy is an executor. And so, 
I'm not, not so much, but so I love that I get to be bookend by two amazing executors. So I just want to welcome Brandon to the podcast and we're just so happy to have you here and honored to have you here. So first of all, I'm just going to take you wherever I go to do my introductions. That was amazing. Thank you so much, Tiffany. I'm, I feel like I'm in like the Brown Ambition living room right now. So thank you guys for welcoming me into your home. No, oh, you. we hope it's nice and cozy and you already feel like fam. It I can almost nice smell what your apartment or your 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 home probably smells like right now. I know it's scented. I know it's something seasonal. I know you get the really luxury candles that you know that people are into. I just know it smells good there. And yeah, anyway, but she's still, yeah okay. It's really good to meet you. So I, I am I am less familiar with Harlem Fashion Row. I want to know. I kind of want to start from the beginning of how did you how did you create Harlem Fashion Row and then talk about what it actually is. I know it as oh if I want to find out, you know, about multicultural black designers, brown designers, I can find like your book for example, but the business of it I'm I'm fascinated by. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. how that's been going. So you, you know go. What's, you know what's funny, Mandy? When I first started HFR, I had no idea I was starting a business. No idea. Oh, so okay. It was, the idea was I want to do a fashion show in Harlem. That was it. So me and my friends were throwing events in Harlem. We were doing Harlem brunches. We used to host um, something called the Hottest Harlem House Party. And so we were doing events. And so I was like, you know what? I haven't seen like a really dope fashion event in Harlem. And that was where it started. Mm. And then as I started working on this idea, I started to think like, okay, this is something bigger. I don't know what it is. As a matter of fact, I still have my journal from the year I started, which was 2007. I got the original journal downstairs. And in that journal, there were several times where I wrote, this is so much bigger than me. I don't know what this is. It's so much bigger than me. And the second year we did the fashion show, I started looking for black designers couldn't find them, started going down department store websites because of course they would be in our favorite department stores, right? Mm. Wrong. Yeah. Going down the, 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 the list of designers and realized that less than 1% of the designers that were on these major department stores where I shop, my mom shop, my sister shop were black designers. And then I went and I was like, okay, let me go do some research. The only place I knew to go was the U.S. Census. And I was like, how much are we spending a year on apparel? Because maybe we're not spending what I think we are. In 2007, we were spending $22 billion a year. So mm. I'm like, wait a minute. We're spending $22 billion a year as people of color. However, we represent less than 1% of the designers that are sold in major department stores. And, you know, I feel like sometimes your passion is in that place where you're so irritated that you're just like, I got to do this is just Stupid. I'm trying to think of another word for the brown ambition, but I was like, this is insane. What, what do you mean we're less than 1%, but we're spending all this money? And for me, that was really the catalyst to, I don't know what this is going to be, but I know I have to do something. I have to be a part of the solution. And that was really kind of the launch pad for, for Harlem's Fashion Row. Um, I didn't realize it was going to be a business until years later mm -hmm. when I had a coach who said, please don't start a nonprofit. We have enough nonprofits that are broke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, need, we need more successful businesses. He said, once your business becomes successful, then you start a nonprofit. Um, so mm -hmm. that was really how the business was born. I love that piece of advice too. It almost feels like if a woman comes up with the idea, people's initial thought is it could be yes. a nonprofit service, because it's huge. 
Yeah, it's usually something that is servicing or, or, you know, it has that element of it's good for us, not just me, like you said. And yep. people want to slap a nonprofit label on it and be like, okay, go beg for money now. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so talk about how did you, you didn't know it was a business. Clearly, you had some coaching. We love that. So talk about that transition from idea to it's happening to, okay, let's turn a profit. Um, yeah, it's my my road was longer than most, Mandy. Um, I I like don't even like to say this out loud, but I think it's really important that I'm honest. Mm-hmm. It took us really, it took us until about year ten for me to actually realize, like, okay, this is a business, and I have to like really treat it as such. Mm-hmm. Um, we were having brand partnerships, but at the time, again, my mindset wasn't around profitability. Mm-hmm. My mindset was very much, I just want to cover my cost. That was my goal. And I used to actually say that out loud. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to cover my cost. If I cover my cost, I'm good. Now, don't ask me how I'm good if I cover my cost because I didn't have oh, a. Yeah. What were you doing <laughs> you know? also on top of I, this? Door, I had door a nine to Right. I had a nine five for the first five years. But after that, I was really struggling. And me being in this mindset of I just want to cover my costs was really putting my family at risk. It was putting me at risk. It was causing tension in my marriage. It it was just really, really tough. Um, 2019 was a really hard year for us. And going into 2020, I said to my assistant, we're going to close a million dollars in business for 2020. And the reason I said earlier that like my talks with Tiffany really changed my mindset and changed my life is because she made me start looking at millions as if they were thousands. And so I actually started to think, oh, this is possible for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And that year, 2020 ended up being our best year because we went so hard with brand partnerships at the end of 2019 to set us up for 2020 mm-hmm. and thank God we did. Yeah. Because who knew <laughs> the pandemic was coming, but when the pandemic came, I was sitting with, you know, we didn't make that goal. I think we got like to 750,000, but I didn't make a million, but I was sitting with $750,000 of contracts in my hand, which was a game changer for us. And what, what do you do with those contracts? Like, what is it? What's the business arm of yes. HFR? So the business arm of HFR, we really act as an agency, almost like a bridge where we're connecting designers of color with brands. And so we do that through events. And that model is brands actually sponsor our events. So that's the revenue model for that. We do that through collaborations, which I'm wearing uh, the Nicole Benefield Abercrombie & Fitch. So if you go to Abercrombie & Fitch's website Mm -hmm. right now and type in Harlem's Fashion Row, you'll see the products there. Um, if you go to American doll, I think American girl, I think we're still in there and type in Harlem's fashion Uh, road, you'll see, um, outfits there. So we, I know. So we, are you guys um, the reason that target does those things now with designers, like capsule collections? Is that what they're called? They do capsule collections. I don't, I can't take that credit. (laughs) <laughs> because okay. they've been doing it for a long, they've been doing okay. it for a long, long time, way before us. Um, oh, okay. I thought that was like post 2020 or maybe it just came to my attention after 2020, but I think you started seeing more black designers, Mandy. Yeah. Oh, they, okay. They've been doing them for a long time, but I, think I remember Issey Miyake was well, the first, um, no, Isaac Mizrahi yep. was the first one. Like yeah. I remember because it was a big deal because he was this big time designer and people were like, why would you be in Target? Because I have still some of the dresses from that collection. 
Yeah. Um, now mm-hmm. I remember. Yes, mm-hmm. but they switched to okay. That's right. Yes. I'm like, so now, they're great doing, stuff. now they got they Tab started Brown. having more black designers. It was yes. Christopher John Rogers, then it was yes. I think Sergio Hudson, and then it was Finoel. So we do mm-hmm. we do collaborations, events, and then we do pipeline programs with HBCUs where we pair um, brands up with HBCU fashion departments. So we've got six of those going right now with Tiffany oh, wow. and Co, Levi's, um, Coach. Um, American Eagle, Saks Fifth Avenue just did one. Um, and I feel like there's one you're more basically the fashion industry's black friend, is what you're uh, saying. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love it. We're the connector, Mandy. I do have a black friend. I do. <laughs> it's just listening. And God bless you because they're all like, "Whew, I know Brandis's name." I know. It's like, and, we can ask Brandis. We need some. We need to brown up the joint. But I love and they tell you too. <laughs> Please come through for I me so I can get an email cool. too. <laughs> no, I was just listening. Oh, sorry, Tiff. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just listening to Leslie's Leslie Jones's audiobook in the car. I just started it. And the the foreword is by Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Chris Rock. Um, Leslie Jones is from SNL. She's just a huge comic. And he was that for the comedy industry. He's like, when people in, when Lauren Michaels wanted to know who's black, female, and funny, he texted me because of the backlash mm-hmm. against SNL. So that's immediately what I thought of when um, just you were describing the mission and, and the work that you're doing. It's so necessary. I don't, I don't mean to trivialize it at all because no, it's so yeah. crucial, but you found this great gap in the marketplace. Fashion yeah. industry literally needed a black friend. Yeah. And here you are. So I've is that how you got to the book? Is that how you got to the book, right? Like how what so you you know, so you are this connector, right, of the 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 main fashion industry and, and black brands, right? So is that like how did the book come about? Because that's something that seems totally different than what you were doing before. Yeah. So one of the things that I thought was really important um, is for us to like preserve our history and fashion. Mm -hmm. I I've always felt like, man, we need to tell our stories. We need to um, make sure that there is something that's left behind for like the next generation. So when I, I say around year two of HFR was when I started really digging into, okay, not okay this is an issue we're less than one percent i'm like why like what's what happened like were there no black designers in the 70s and the 60s and the 50s like what what's going on and i started buying all of these books I discovered this woman lois alexander lane who created the black fashion museum and the harlem institute of fashion she wrote the only book that basically Um, chronicles and provides information on black designers that was written in 1982 Mm -hmm. there had not been a book written since then that specifically highlights black designers not one and Mm -hmm. I kept kind of waiting like oh somebody's gonna come out with that somebody's gonna come some you know and Mm -hmm. it it just never happened and then I was the somebody. <laughs> and then the thing that really, I think, lit my fire was I walked into a bookstore over by my offices and I'm looking at this bookstore and I'm like so excited because I see this book called Fashion Legends. So I pull it off the, the, the bookshelf and I'm so excited and I'm going through and it's A to Z. And there's one black designer in there. And I was just, I mean, y'all, the way that made, made the me cut. so angry, mm-hmm. it, Olivier, 
the Olivier Rusting, uh, the creative director of Balmain, mm-hmm. um, who w- wrote the foreword for this book. And That's so, oh, incredible! I know, isn't that amazing? And so he, <laughs> he was the only one in the book, and <laughs> I was. It made me so angry. I put it up at the top of my desk and I was like, I'm just going to keep this right here so that every morning I come in, I'm going to be angry enough to go. I got to do something about this. Mm. And so that's really how the book came about. Um, It's kind of like the next phase for us as media. So we just launched a fashion and color show, a podcast and a YouTube show. And now we've got the book, the fashion and color book. And so really it's like, now how do we, I've worked so closely with the industry and brands and designers. Now I'm like, I really want to meet the people now. Like (laughs) I want to actually go to the people. And so that's, that's where we're at now. That's what the book is all about. Wait, Brandis, hold that thought because we're going to pay some bills as we are apt to do. And we'll be back in black in a moment. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives. This message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brownambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 
Just visit squarespace.com slash brownambition to get your discount today. Remember, your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you-know-what I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. And we're back and more Brandis for y'all. You're welcome. We're going to pause for a moment because Brandis does what, what so many um, black and brown women do. They drop that heat like it, like everybody just be doing it. They don't. So <laughs> one, look at this book. I told you the book comes with its own case. Okay. It's- it's amazing. And yeah. that fact is that Brandis doesn't have just some little podcast or show. No. Go follow Brandis. What's your IG? Brandis Daniel. If you just go and see Daniel this show. At Harlem Fashion Row. If you see this quote unquote, it's just a little show. It ain't no little show. First of all, Brandis shows up wearing a black designer in every show. The set looks like, okay, Oprah, we see you. Not the yeah, 80s Oprah. I'm talking about Oprah, like last year, best set ever, Oprah. And then she's interviewing these amazing designers that you're like, how does she get? Isn't that? Didn't didn't he? Yes, yes, and yes. So the fact that she's like, oh, something light, that's a something light for Brandis. So I have a nonprofit. Oh, and then I introduced the world to black designers. Oh, and just some Harlem Flashover. Oh, and no, this is what I mean that she is the master executor. That, Mm -hmm. you know, there are some people, and I tell this to you all the time, Mandy, right? That, mm-hmm. you know, once you decide you're going to do a thing, I, I can leave because you're going to get it done. That That is just your personality. That like, once you've decided on a thing, you're going to get it done. Really, the the struggle I find with both of you is you don't actually have to do all the things. You can leave some for the other girls. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I will add to that because I, I love criticizing myself. But um, we, I, I'll speak for myself. Also, you're, sometimes you're so busy doing the thing that you forget to zoom out and yes. strategize <laughs> about yeah. how to monetize or like what to create. And, you know, that kind of thing. I had to yourself. Like what you've done oh, is yeah, amazing. Like for real, like zoom out to be like, look what I did. This thing in my head. I saw a book said, Hey, this doesn't look right. I, you know, I realized that the last book was in the eighties and now you've, you didn't just like, this is not some slap together. This mm-hmm. book is, she literally Brandis like every single picture is illustrated beautifully so you know and I remember you were like you were it took you delayed it coming out because you're like that ain't right do it better make it better mm-hmm. like so it's she's making it sound like you know like um um Instagram University how they be like you know here takes this dollar dollar and make it a million now it was so much work and you can see the fruit of her labor in the work of how beautiful this book is, how intentional she is about including 
designers, you know, that maybe some that you know very well, some that you might have never heard about. She is keeping the history of this part of, 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 um, of blackness. Like, you know, when Brandis, you're no longer here, this will stand the test of time. When people say, and that, who were the designers in this time? It's because of you that we're going to be able to say, oh, not only do I get to read it in the book, I get to watch it on the show. So, First of all, Tiffany, all right, fine. You, you, I'm going <laughs> to stop. <laughs> be careful now. She'll have you believe right. in yourself. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you know, it's so hard because you're just in it and you're doing it and um, – even listening to you, I like felt myself getting emotional just listening to you because you're just, I'm just doing the stuff that I feel like needs to be out in the world. And mm -hmm. when I think about black designers, you know, we work with black and Latinx designers, but when I think about them, I feel like they should be framed a certain way. And so even, you know, when we came up with the first book, which I have with me, um, I'll show it to you real quick. When we did the first book, you know, it was nice. And okay. I was like, this is okay, but it hmm. just, I was like, this isn't it. I can't put this out in the world because every time we put something out in the world that frames designers of color is not about HFR, right? And so the frame has to be right. And so in this new one, you know, we actually found an artist. She used to volunteer with HFR back in the day. Her name is Ashley Buttercup. And she actually, these are actually original paintings that were scanned into the book. So we have an original painting for every last one of these. Um, like I say, say to people all the time, like get the book, get two, cut out the pictures and frame them. Like it's, uh, it's a print. Beautiful artwork. It's beautiful I I artwork. an additional product you can add to the website wherever <laughs> yes. these are sold. Just want the prints? Here you go. Also, an, an incredible contract for Ashley. Also, what a d delicious name. Like, I just want to save that for when I write a novel. I Ashley, know, Buttercup. Ashley Buttercup. And, she just like punched her eyes and, I don't know, Buttercup. She is, actually. <laughs> All the um, but to give her so that this, opportunity as well is just so in line with the work that you're doing. That's amazing. Now, it was it was dope. So since she did this book, she's actually been commissioned by the Renaissance Hotel in Harlem to do paintings for them because they saw the book at the fashion show. Look at that. And so, yes. you know, I love it when just like, you know. Black Lots women of make everything better. Just say that. Black women make everything I mean, better. Let me tell you. You know, like we add seasoning you. and like Troy from um from Earn Your Leisure always says sauce sold separately. Like yes. you know, we you know, yes. we bring that sauce. And so like the fact that you had pictures commissioned, like that is another level of excellence. You know, people don't go that extra mile, but it's that's why you're here. For some of you might be listening and saying, Why hasn't something XYZ happened for me? Sometimes it's not just the work, it's the extra mile. Like mm -hmm. for brands to have picked, I mean, there, there are all of these paintings in here. You could have easily been like, we're not doing all that. That's too much work. To have someone paint each designer. And I know because you told me that you would not put the painting in the book unless the designer said, I like it. No, they all had to sign off. I have a signature for every designer had to sign off, including Olivier from Balmain had to say this is approved. So imagine all these creatives and how long that must have taken. That extra mile is why you where you are where you are. And that's why this book is so beautiful. Literally, I, it's on my coffee table. I had to run before I had to run down and come back up because I keep it on my coffee table because it's really this book that I want when people come in. They're like, oh, what's this? I'm like, it's my friend. 
You know, I, I love it. <laughs> I remember when I Christian Siriano, his book launched. Are you going to be in that fancy store in Flatiron? Do you know what I'm talking in the Flatiron district? I know exactly which store you're talking about. Uh, is it Rizzoli's? I think. Yeah. Yes, I just Googled it, but I'm not going to pretend like I knew it before I Googled it. Yeah, <laughs> Rizzoli's. I'm like, you always walk by it and it's know. stunning. Well, you Rizzoli's need, like, actually produced the book. And since we produced this one ourselves, we'll we'll yes. see. I want to hear well, about that. Brandon's Talk own, about. She was in the front of Macy's. Okay. The flagship store in New York. I don't know if it was the, it was the week that it came out. Right, Brandis? Mm-hmm. Right. We so Brandis had an event and we, we, we all came by and she was like, let's walk around the corner to the flagship Macy's. Flagship meaning like the first, the the like the, the most Thanksgiving parade one. I mean, it was not only the book, it was they had these huge screens of the inside of the book. I mean, how are you in the front of Macy's? Like that's what I'm just saying, Brandon's <laughs> all here, like just something like, you know, just no, nah, it's nothing like you know it's heavy over here. You know, you know what's crazy about that? So once I said we weren't gonna do the first book. Um, Macy's kept reaching out to us to, to tell us that they really wanted to feature HFR in their windows for Black History Month. Mm-hmm. I kept telling my team, we don't have anything. Like, tell Macy's we have nothing, right? Which is crazy, but I'm like, if I'm going to be in the windows of Macy's, it needs to be significant. I'm not just going to put anything in there. And then my team kept meeting with Macy's and I kept saying, "Why? Are, what are you guys talking about when you meet? Because <laughs> we don't have anything. And finally... You know, somebody from my team was like, what about the book? I was like, there's no way that book is going to be ready in time for Black History Month. A week go by and everything on my spirit is like, Brandis, do it. It's going to be crazy. Just do it. And so we did it. And um, it was crazy. And I worked over all the holidays. We had a conference call on Christmas Eve. It was bananas and nuts. And mm. Ashley had to paint her little heart out. Um, but What's one the timeline? What, what was the timeline? It, it was it was like six weeks for us to get basically all of this, for us to redo mm-hmm. this book and, and do the new one. Ashley had to crank mm-hmm. out like one or two paintings a day, which she said she's never done in her life. She was wow. like, I was like, how did you do this? And she said, Brandis, I don't know. Something came over me. And the funny mm-hmm. thing is, as our team was working on it, like, I cannot explain it. It was like we were in this army marching towards the same goal. Mm-hmm. There was no bickering, no hostility. It was, I don't know. It was just something bigger than us. And sometimes, you know, that happens when you're working on something that's bigger than you. Um, I don't know. I feel like you start to get like this drive and there are going to be moments where you're like, oh my gosh, should I be doing this? This is, I don't even know if we can find a printer to print the book, but I just feel like, you know, I feel like that's how HFR started. I didn't know what I was doing. That was how our brand partnership started. I didn't know how to do brand partnerships. And our first partner was Target, mm-hmm. I, you know? And so it's like, sometimes you just have to, I say cliff jump. Sometimes you just have to go and you really mm-hmm. have to have faith that, if I put forth the work on my end, that is all going to work out. So you produced it yourself. So yes. first you created this book. How much did you sink into that book and then say, okay, we're going to, we're going to keep working on this. And then when you got the Macy's deal, like you were, you literally were printing your own book, like getting, doing all the work of a publisher. All the work of a publisher. We wow. Did and this with, isn't like um, self-publishing my- on Amazon. This is like, <laughs> no. You're creating a bespoke. Yeah, we had to call. We had to call a hundred printers. 
mm-hmm. in order to find one that could print because the the top of it is metallic. Um, it was a certain quality that we wanted. So there's like a, a finish on here that feels almost yes. like a satin. Um, th- there's so many different things that we wanted that it was hard to find. People would go, we can do it, but we can't do the metallic. We can do this, but we can't do that. And so, yeah, we had to find all the things. And we work with Mind Matters, which is a small black owned publishing company too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so. You know, we lifting, I just love that, that like, you know, your, your determination to lift as you climb, you know, like, because it could be easy to be like, well, we'll just do this. It's like, no, where we can find, there has to be someone of color that can do this thing. Like, you know, I can't say this is the mission and then abandon the mission, you know, that's huge. Like, look what you've done for, you know, for Ashley as a result, you know, this exposure, um, and so I just love that. So what, so where, I know you and I are always talking about like, you know, the direction of like where you want to go into. And so where do you see? So, you know, you have Harlem Fashion Row, you have your nonprofit, you know, you, I know for a fact that you've been teaching people how to get their own sponsorships. You've taught a class to my, you know, my um, company, Brandis came in and, so and did a lesson. <laughs> About like so how to like, <laughs> about because we want to do more, you know, we want to align ourselves with, with um, the brands that we like even more. Um, and so like, what's next? So you have this book that people can purchase, like where, and I also know that you have, um, it's at hfr.co where if you're yep, looking for we a have, black designer. Have, yeah, we have HFR and co. Um, and then I just released this, this book to help people who want to do brand partnerships. So it's, um, small business, big partnerships. And where, where I see myself personally going is doing more coaching, doing more teaching. Um, people, the number one question I get is how do you get big brands to partner with you? Mm -hmm. Like hands down, no matter what I'm doing, people want to know what does that look like and how does that work? And so that is really what I'm diving into personally. Um, HFR mm-hmm. is going into the media space. So we talked okay. about the show, but I want to teach more. I have not mm-hmm. really leaned into, um, I'm very inspirational on Instagram. So you follow me. There's like, you know, tons of inspiration, but I really want to lean into the teacher in me. I want to mm-hmm. lean into the person who can really help people, um, you know, work through some of these ideas that they have and how do they bring them to light? And then how do they work with really large brands to help them basically amplify their ideas? Because Mm -hmm. there is nothing like partnering. Like when we partner with Nike and LeBron James, that skyrocketed our business, our reputation, our visibility. Um, That sneaker got, I believe it was 7 billion press impressions. So that means, I mean, Nike had really not seen those numbers. They were just like, this is insane. Wow. Um, and so when you get those kind of numbers, you get those by working with or by collaboration and partnerships. And people think that it's harder than what it is. Um, okay. But it really is, you know, having the right deck, understanding your why, being able to communicate your why, understanding what value you can bring to the company and communicating that well. Um, and it opens so many doors. How long are we allowed to have this episode go on for? Because- <laughs> well, don't forget, Mandy. Um, we are going to have, Brandis is actually going to stay for our Friday episode, BAQA. So even as we wrap, like know okay. that she's going to stay on and answer some 
business questions. What about um, for my questions? I have been <laughs> mentally cataloging 17,000 questions to ask you. I haven't asked the simplest one yet. What were you doing before Harlem Fashion Row? What's your background in, in terms of the skills you were bringing to um, HFR? So I was working in apparel production. So everything that it takes, if you look at the back, your back label and you see like it's made in somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. um, I was the one who was handling that production at the factory for a company that worked with Victoria's Secret. So I worked on, I didn't work for Victoria's Secret. I worked for the vendor that Victoria's Secret bought from. Um, and I handled all our apparel production out of Indonesia and um, Sri Lanka. Okay. So you were in like the, you were in the bones of the fashion industry. Like this is how the sausage is made sort of on that side. And okay. The very unglamorous part, Mandy. <laughs> I just picture like the factories with the bedazzled push-up bras, just like, you know, and I love oh, that it's too. Not glamorous. It's not glamorous at I... all. <laughs> and Brandon, you're uh, from Memphis, right? Yep. I'm from Memphis. And so before that, I was working as a, um, I was an associate buyer for Catherine's. Okay. Well, Brandis, you are an inspiration, not just to me and Mandy, but to so many people who are going to listen and think like, wow, like, you know, we are capable of more than sometimes we give ourselves credit for. Um, my final question is like, for those people who are struggling with, um, execution because to me that's the that's the thing that I'm always most impressed about when it comes to you is that you know you don't just have an idea a lot of people are ideas people but you know how to see something through all the way through to execution and so like what are some things that folks who are struggling with execution what are some ways to start to build that muscle you know if they want to start to execute better so I would I would announce like we're having an event this date and then I would have to then figure out how to do that but I would basically set a deadline, make the deadline public and bring in some accountability. If you do that, quite frankly, like you will execute. Okay. Set a deadline. Okay. Set a deadline. Make it public. Make your deadline make it public. public. Announce okay. it. Announce it. I'm literally taking notes. I'm like, make it public. Because <laughs> when I say people, I mean me. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the worst executor, but I could be better. <laughs> you are an amazing executor. <laughs> no, I'm just good at like, and you know, like get my team together to be like, so this is what we're going to do as in you. Um, and oh, well, that's part of it. That's part of it. <laughs> okay. Set a deadline. Make it public. Um, set it, make it public. Yeah. And if the people want to follow you, they want to get your books, where can they do that? Yeah, if you want to follow me, you can go to um, at Brandis Daniel. You can go to brandisdaniel.com. That's where you can get my book, Small Business, Big Partnerships, if you're interested in building partnerships with brands. Um, and then if you want the fashion and color book, you can go to harlemsfashionrow.com and you can get the book from there. Thank you so much, Brandis. Guys, don't forget that um, if you want some more Brown Ambition with Brandis, She's going to be on with us on Friday. And I know that because we're about to take it right now. Um, and so you can get some more. We're going to really dive deep into some business questions. So thanks for listening. I'm if you thought this episode was awesome, please share it. Okay. Don't be greedy. Share it with somebody. Okay. All right. Bye.
the Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.